I love this conversation so much already because there is a fine line or maybe I've made it a fine line where it's like you want to share your story in your business. And I just had a call yesterday with a client saying, do you want yourself to be out there or do you want your stories? So it's kind of perfect timing because I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a great storyteller. So I'm happy to have you on the show today and talk about content for your business versus content for your soul. So what does that even mean? Let's just start there. It it really, it comes down to the purpose of the content and what you're accomplishing with it. And as business owners, we need to be really clear on, on our goal always. Sometimes we tell stories for for ourselves to feed our souls, Mm -hmm. to um, process through issues, to create art, to self-express. Um, and that a lot of times does align with our business goals, but not always. And so mm-hmm. it's incumbent upon us to be really clear on what our goal with this communication is. And then we can cre- create lines and boundaries around what is going to serve us versus serve our audience. You said something that made me sort of stop to think, what is the goal with this communication and as a content creator, because I, I believe every business is a content creator, what, how often do you think people who own a business actually ask themselves that question? What is the goal with this communication? Is it common or do, we, do you see like a lot of people just flying by the seat of their pants? Yeah, I think you, you hit on the key point there, which is flying by the seat of their pants. And that is really a matter of just how busy we are in businesses, especially, especially if you're a solopreneur. I know I feel this pressure immensely to be creating content. Uh, you know, like I referenced the Arcade Fire song earlier, infinite content, infinite content, right? And I'm sure a lot of people will identify with that, um, yeah. especially because the apps we use put a lot of pressure on us to be putting content out so quickly. and whether you have a team or you're just yourself creating that content, the reality is you have to get into a creative zone to be able to create good content. You have to have the supporting materials to make that happen really well. And you have to be able to set aside time and space to, to create something that's actually really good. Like it's, yeah. this, this stuff doesn't just come out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Um, so how often are people really clear on what the purpose of that is? I mean, I don't know, but it, there's a good chance that probably not all the time. I, I mean, actually I can tell you when I work with clients and I share my tools with them, one of my tools is something called the story triangle. And in the story triangle, you evaluate your communication priorities with your audience's values and needs. And then you also throw in a layer of what are the limiting factors in this environment, limiting factors such as time, such as format, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of times when I say to my clients, oh, well, what do you want your audience to think, feel, or do at the end of engaging with this? Their faces go, oh, (laughs) like that question alone, what do you want your audience to think, feel, or do at the end of this is a is something that gives people pause. And yeah. the fact that it's giving people pause tells me that they haven't conceived of that before. That they haven't thought of the goal of the actual communication. Yeah. 
That's, that's powerful. Think, feel, or do. So in marketing, we would say that's, is that related to the CTA, like the call to action? Okay. And, oh, so do you want people every time you create a piece of content to think, feel, or do something? Is that the goal? Well, of course. Yeah. 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 And it could be something as simple as I want them to feel excited or feel inspired, or it could be, I want them to visit this space and um, you know, yeah, like it's, it's different every time. Okay. Now, so mm-hmm. when people are creating content for their business, you want them to think, feel, or do something, but if they're also creating content for their soul, do you want them to do the same thing? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, that, that hits the nail right on the head there is if you think really carefully for yourself, when you're crafting a story or, or, or if you, if you have a story that you want to tell, like a lot Mm -hmm. of us have a story in our hearts that we're dying to express. And I think if you ask yourself really seriously, well, what do I want my audience to think, feel, or do at the end of this? Um, And if you come up empty there, then that's a really good sign that this story is for you, not for your audience. Oh, okay. Say that again. Cause I, I just, I want to hear it once more. Cause I think I've done that probably about a million times over the last year. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, we all do, we all do because we're humans and we have needs and telling our stories is, is a human need. That's one of the big reasons why I do what I do because people need to have a space to express. And in that active expression, you're becoming more of yourself and you're sharing that with other people to help them. And whether you're telling your story just for you, like look, if you're telling your story just for you, that doesn't mean that it's not going to serve your audience. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. Um, but, but so to go back to what I was saying, if you have a story that you're dying to tell, a story inside you that just needs to get out, um, if you sit really carefully with that question, what do I want my, my audience to think, feel, or do at the end of this? And if you come up empty, well, that's a really good sign that, that this story is for you, not for your audience. The other question you can ask yourself though, which is really important also is what, what value will my audience take from this? Or what does my audience want from this? You know, I'm taking notes. Everybody yeah. listening, I'm totally taking notes because this is so good. It's, you know, this is so powerful because of everyone's creating content all the time. So yeah. when I when I look at these questions, um, you know, think, feel, or do, and I know it's for me, and I know I'm running this business and I'm trying to attract clients, whether it's as a coaching or a service or a massage therapist or whatever, um, do you have like a structure if it's, if it's too many posts or too many stories that you're sharing just for yourself versus your business? Like, cause, cause I find sometimes I can look at someone's account and I think you've probably noticed this too. And it almost looks like, I don't know what the proper ratio would be, but it's like too many stories, not mm-hmm. enough business. Like mm-hmm. how, how do business owners kind of you talked about lines and boundaries earlier. Mm-hmm. What is the line? What is the boundary between soul and business content? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, that all comes down to your goals as a business, yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, if you're, if you are in a campaign right at that moment, or if you are in a launch right at that moment, obviously it's going to be shifting more towards sales and marketing as, or more towards sales than marketing. Right. Um, and when, or, or if you're giving a talk, like, Mm. like if this is a live story, it's mostly going to be offering education and story story that supports the education with probably a small pitch at the end, right? Yeah. Um, it really, it, it, but, but it all comes down to what, what are you trying to accomplish? What is the purpose here? And I think something that is, that I feel is really important is when you have a story that is more for you than for your business, explore other venues, explore other yeah. spaces to share that story there are places like that. Heck, I, I run one of those events. I run the Calgary Story Slam. That's a whole night that is purely for the purpose of feeding souls. Oh, I love <laughs> like There's no that. business there. It's no business. It's just let's go and hear human stories and hear about the human experience. Um, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love that because I think, I think there is, um, like as a business owner, and I'm stepping into almost that next phase where it's like, Hey, we're going into your six. I need to, I need to, and want to hide my children a little bit more, hide my personal mm-hmm. life, but having your it's stories. Is it story slams? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah. Calgary oh. story slam. Yeah. yeah I love that. And, but there's story slams all over. Mm-hmm. But if I went to that and could share my personal stories and take yeah. HLA and my business out of that, that would be pretty that would be a line that I could define, Hey, I get the opportunity to share my story somewhere else, but my business is my business. My business is what feeds my family. I create content related to that, but yeah, I think, I think when I I'm going to come to one of those, <laughs> I'm like, Me I need too. to come yeah. yeah, because I find myself getting caught up in, I want to share my most vulnerable moments with my audience, mm-hmm. uh, because I just want to share it. But then when I stop to ask myself, you know, that question, does this serve the purpose? Does this, does this serve the goal, like of attracting clients? The answer is often no. Yeah. Yeah. And good for you for asking that question. I, I really um, admire that. And I honor that in you. I think that is incredibly important. And, and uh, like, I come up upon this all the time because people come to me because they want to tell their stories, their personal life stories. And absolutely, that can be in alignment with your business. It can. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you need to ask that question and ensure that that alignment is there. And if not, then tell your story. Please, please tell your story. There are people that want to hear it. Um, but if you know that it's more for you than it is for your business, find the right venue. Those places exist. Yeah, I think that that's super cool because I'm thinking of some bigger brands. Even even if you do think about Brené Brown, like you know her a little bit, but I don't feel like I actually know what she does day to day, right? Yeah. So that's that's like a line she probably put in, I don't want to say sand, in the ground. And she's like, I'm going to teach people vulnerability and I'm going to be vulnerable, but I'm also not going to let people into my bathroom and share every single piece that is. So it's interesting because when you stop and think about brands and companies and you think who's doing a good job sharing their stories and who's doing a good job sharing their stories without, you know, kind of 
it being way too personal, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm curious, who do you think does a really good job of this? Oh, um, (laughs) well, so, I mean, someone I've always admired who I think does does a good job of this is Eleanor Beaton. Um, I think she she shares portions of herself and portions of her life always with the express purpose of furthering her messaging and her brand. Just today, I listened to a podcast of hers and she used a personal story about car shopping in order to illustrate a point and educate. So, so there we get, and, and this is something that, that I think is important and interesting to talk about, is that story, which, you know, I, I, it, it was a very simple story. It didn't take long and it was tied to the express purpose of education. So it was a story used okay. to teach. And, and I think this, this is something that's worth thinking about. It's all the different ways that story can serve you in your business. Story can help teach. Story can help motivate. Story can inspire. Story can help you to build a relationship with someone. Uh, like there's all these different, and story can sell as well. There's all these different ways that story can function in our business. And this is where we come to the concept that I always talk about, which is never leave home without a pocket full of stories. Because <laughs> in a given day, you might need to do all of those things. You might need to teach someone. You might need to inspire. You might need to sell, right? Um, okay. And and your your personal life story about the biggest challenge you faced or, or whatever, whatever, um, is going to do like maybe one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So teach, motivate, inspire, um, sell. So you have these stories. So before you create, I'm going to go to content because that's what I love and it's my jam. So before I tell my story about, let's say moving to the tiny home, yeah. do I stop and ask myself, do I want to teach, motivate, inspire, or sell? I Well, I think that you will get the answer to that question when you ask yourself, what do I want my audience to think, feel, or do at the end of this story? And and okay. even backing up further and saying, well, what, what am I trying to accomplish with this particular piece of content, right? And yeah. then saying, what story fits that purpose? So so, and it's interesting to, to think about that. So you started with, my story of moving to the tiny. Um, what would happen if you backed it up even further and started with, what am I trying to accomplish with my content today? <laughs> right? Hey, and every what time, story fits that purpose? <laughs> every time you say back up, I think of the song, like back that ass up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like, okay, we, we can make a playlist. I know. With this episode. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, we've got, um, that's just how my brain works. I'm like, I'm hearing back that ass up. Okay. So that's a really good point. So I dive into, okay, I want to share the story of the tiny, yeah. but I need to go back and think, what do I need to think about? Well, what, what, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish today okay. with, with this piece of content? And that's not okay. to say that you can't ever start with a story first. Of course you can. Um, and, and, if, and if we say your, your story is moving to the tiny, I, yeah. let, let, let's tease that out. Let's explore that idea. What, what is that story accomplishing? And what are the different ways that you can apply that? How, how can you tell that as a talk? How can you tell that as a podcast episode? How can you mm-hmm. tell that as a, 
um, as a sales pitch, right? Like it could probably accomplish all of those things. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. And, and before we hit record, uh, you and I were talking about as humans, we have multiple stories. So, and I didn't even think about the tiny story. So I have the tiny, I have all these different pieces of my life that have happened. How does somebody who's new to storytelling, because everyone, you know, you start somewhere, how do you really decide what story you should dive into? And, and I think I probably, I'm hearing the answer in my head, like confidence, but really as an expert, what would you suggest for me to do? Like, where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. So your question is, where do I start with knowing what stories of mine to develop? Or like yeah. you're going to have in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to add to this too, because, because now my creative brain is going crazy. How do I decide which story in my book do I take to the media? Do I take to the Ted talk? Do I take to the podcast uh, producer? How do I choose? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's such a good question. And I often have clients that say, I have so many stories. I, I, I don't know what to do with them all. Um, this isn't everyone. That, then there's the other whole group of clients that say, what? Stories? I don't have any stories. Like there's, it's, they sort of come on these two ends of the spectrum. So if you are the person who says, I have too many stories. I, I don't know what to do. Um, which one to tell? I think like, let's, again, let's take it back to the story triangle. It's a really helpful tool. Um, and the story triangle asks you, what do I want my audience to think, feel, or do? What does my audience care about? What, what do they value? And then the bottom is what limiting factors do I have? So am I telling stories on podcasts? Am I telling them on Instagram live? Am I telling them in, in, on a stage live? Like all these different venues and places where you tell stories. But the main thing the story triangle do does is helps you understand what your communication priorities are. And as a business owner, I mean, we all have different communication priorities. Either we're going to networking events and well, mm -hmm. I need a story for that. Or we're guesting on podcasts. I definitely need a story for that. You're writing your about me page. Well, you need something for that. Or you're going on Instagram day in and day out. Um, and this, uh, I, and so it so happens <laughs> that I've developed a formula for this. Um, and it's the cornerstone of my program, Story Power. It's called your core seven stories for business. And these are stories that I know that business owners need and will use again and again and again. So it's things like your origin story, your pitch, your values, your vision for the future, overcoming obstacles, transformation, success. Those types of stories can help you um, in, in almost any communication situation you have. So, so for you, I, I would say, like, let's evaluate. What are your communication priorities? Where are you communicating all the time? Where are you feeling like, oh, damn, if I only had a content piece for this thing that I encounter all the time, mm -hmm. then we can start to pull and sift through your stories and, and match them up with those needs. That's interesting. And, and you can have like, for the one story, can you have different with those seven core concepts that you teach and go through with the one story, can you have different values with that? Like, okay. T tell me a little bit about that. Let's, let's use yeah, the tiny yeah. home, tiny home adventure as, as a story. Yeah. No, finish your sentence. I, I I'm really curious about, so, so the tiny home adventure, 
So when you say, can, can you have different values with that? Can you extend on that a bit? Okay. So I look at the tiny home adventure and I'm doing air quotes. I don't know why, which probably means that I need to do your course to decide what. And I think, well, one story was I had to leave a situation. The other story is independence, like going and discovering that I could be a mountain woman and do all the things. The other story in my mind is working from anywhere, having the freedom to do that. So let's just say those three stories. So leaving a situation, um, becoming a mountain woman, or what was the third one? (laughs) Working from anywhere. Working from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The mobility. And it's interesting because like, that's what I would think the three core pieces are, but how do I decide what to do? Like which story to like captivate and, and hook myself to? Yeah. Well, do you need to decide? Well, you know what? That's the whole thing. I I don't know. Like, um, and I I love that we're having this conversation because when Dwell approached me and said, Hey, we want to feature your story. I was like, well, what story? I don't get it. Uh, and then primarily they wanted to focus on the, um, the tiny home and sort of the divorce aspect of it. And then when insider approached me, they wanted to hear how the heck do you live in a tiny home on the side of a mountain? Right. So sort of that freedom piece and the mountain mama piece. So do I have to decide, is that something like as a storyteller, as a brand, how do you do, is it even important? I, I think yes and no. And, and when you just told me that little story, what I heard was you had two different audiences that wanted to hear something completely different, which totally makes sense, obviously. And again, like if we go back to the story triangle, who is your audience? What do they care about? So, so there you go. Um, I think a lot of times, though, as businesses, we make those decisions based on where we niche. Because where we niche means you're going to have a consistent, um, your audience will have a consistent need, more or less, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is where, so defining your core stories is really helpful to you because if you decide really clearly and, and really put a stake in the ground around what are my values, what is my vision for the future, those two stories will help you set the tone for everything else that you communicate and everything else that exists in, in your core stories. So, so your story of, of divorce, um, that has become a big part of your messaging in the last year. And mm-hmm. so is, is this a part of your story that you, you want to be consistent with, that you want to um, hang on to and have woven through what you represent and, and your core story collection? And if the answer is yes, then, then that's going to be in that core messaging and, and you'll be talking about that consistently, right? Okay. Um, yeah. You say, no, I'm going to be all about independence and living on the side of a mountain. Then, <laughs> then you pull that through those core stories. Yeah. Okay. Does that, so does that answer your question? It totally answers my question because what I'm hearing and feeling is if you as a business owner can define what those core stories are, you can cycle. Am I wrong in saying you can kind of cycle through them? Yeah. And that's, that's where your pocket book, I'm, I'm picturing a little black book instead of phone yeah. numbers with like, <laughs> here's my story. Yeah. 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 And, and you stand like as a storyteller, as a company, you stand true to those stories. Right. And you, yeah. you just become more, this is where I need some coaching. Like, what's the word you become more, you're better at communicating. them. 
Well, absolutely, because I mean, as soon as you know a story and you tell it again and then you tell it again and again, it starts to really just become comfortable and you boost up in confidence. You start to feel like a total badass telling your story all over the place, right? <laughs> like that's what happens. And then um, absolutely, you can, you can tell it in different ways. You can make it longer. You can make it shorter. You can blend it with another one of your stories like that. Mm. And, and then you decide, oh, there's this other story that I can fold in. And, and it, it's consistent with my success story. So I now have two success stories, right? Yeah. right? Like it's, that's the beauty of building the storytelling skill set. I just, I'm obsessed with this right now. And my mind is spinning and going like, yes, this is awesome. This is a question that I get asked a lot. You probably get how I want to share my story and I can, but how do you get over thinking that people are going to get sick of your story? Like, okay, I've already heard about your divorce, Megan. So how, how do you actually, you just kind of talked a little bit, like make it longer, do this, 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 but how can you share the same story in many different ways so that you don't get sick of it and other people don't get sick of it? Yeah, that's such a good question. And so, so I'm sure you know this about me. My, my jam is, is performance and communicating out loud. That's, that's what I do. Like my, my undergrad was in theater. I have an associate's of speech and dramatic arts. I, taught speech and drama at MRU, right? Um, And so what I help people do is build the ability to tell these stories out loud. And the ticket with that, the the secret that is probably not so secret, is that the the weight of communication power is about 30% content, 70% performance, really. So, So it's, what am I doing with Paul? What am I doing with my pitch? Mm-hmm. How am I standing as I express this story? What yeah. am I doing with my eyebrows? <laughs> right? Like all these things <laughs> um, are such a part of the power of how you tell your story. So I tell a story about when I drove across Canada in 1998. I probably told that story easily 200 times, but it's a little bit different every time. And that is how you that is how you keep your audience engaged. Okay. And I think that translates through into written content. You'll add okay. a piece of dialogue, right? You'll, yeah. So I love, love hearing you say this. And I think it kind of, it, it just reinforces how important videos are and how important yeah. like it, Instagram reels are and photos not being perfect and professional all the time, right? So that people can actually see how you're performing, how you're sharing your story. So I, I want to ask you, ask you this question and it might be like, maybe, maybe like, uh, thanks Megan, put me on the spot. Instagram reels, you have 15 seconds, 30 seconds to share a story. Yeah. How do you take, you know, your story and jam it into 15, 30 seconds and use all these performing like hand eyebrow things, all those things. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. So you are putting me on the spot because true confessions, I have not made a reel yet. <laughs> Even though you challenged me to two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> sorry. And I, and this could be like something we actually think about together right now. Like, yeah. Because um, 
if you're thinking about an Instagram reel, a lot of people, I, and I wish people could see my hands, we'll have to do a live one, a video, you know, people point up, people point down, people expand their hands. Yeah. But to me, that's rehearsed. I want, so as a content creator, what would be your suggestion for me if I wanted to teach people about my tiny story in 15 to 30 seconds, what would be some things that I could do from a performance point of view? A hundred percent. And it is such a solid question. And I love it because the challenge is to condense it into 15 seconds. So then what I say, let's fall back on is the concept of story structure, because okay. I mean, right. Like you could put a sentence out there or you could teach a concept, whatever in 15 seconds, but what we're talking about is story. So let's pick apart what makes story different from teaching a concept or just expressing an idea. And, and the answer is structure. So a story, I mean, if we take it back to language arts class in, in its most basic expression is there's a beginning, middle and end. There's a conflict in there. And so by saying this needs to be 15 seconds, you're forcing yourself to take what might otherwise be a, a five minute or a 20 minute story and say, what is just the essence of this? I think the most important thing you could identify is what is the conflict in this? So okay. if we take your tiny home story, um, what was the conflict that caused you to move to the tiny home? And this is, this is a beautiful moment here to, to circle back to our first conversation, which was why, how do I know this story is for me versus is it for my audience? And the answer to that is often in the conflict and is this conflict something your audience would align with? Is this a conflict yeah. your audience has also experienced? Or is this perhaps ideally the conflict that your audience is coming to you to solve? Okay. So, so, so but then, I mean, you asked, how, how do I communicate that in 15 seconds and use like gesture or movement to mm -hmm. um, make it resonate with your audience? And you know what I would say is probably the, the best thing you could think about is emotion. Um, this is another like key ingredient in story that is actually why story works, why people care about it, because stories make you feel something and that conflict causes emotion. So there's a beginning emotion, the conflict emotion, and then an end emotion that you feel when there's the solution. So how would you express that emotion? What, what would that look like? I, yeah. I, I'm sitting down here and, and I hope everyone's doing the same because I'm taking all these notes when you're saying, what is the conflict in this? And I think about the tiny home and I came up with a list. So tell me if I'm on track or if I'm off, you know, my rocker divorce, right. change, independence, growth, work from anywhere, less is more is yeah. what I would feel like the conflict is for people like they want to work from anywhere. They want less stuff. They're going through a transition in their relationship. Mm -hmm. So instead of maybe seeing it as a 15 second clip, if I were to look at my Instagram stories and mm -hmm. say, I can tell all of these stories throughout multiple months. Exactly. Cause you've actually listed about four or five conflicts there. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Divorce change. Independence. Um, like independence. Like, yeah. So, so you have like five stories there easily. Um, yeah. And yeah, you could do one big 20 minute long one that touches on all of them, but to cover each of those conflicts effectively, you're going to need like 20 minutes or, or, or mm -hmm. a memoir, right? So, so you've got five stories to tell. Mm -hmm. And as long as each one of those conflicts aligns with your audience, then yeah, tell them, make sure yeah. that alignment is there. 
in in a single reel, choose one for sure. Like you, you have 15 seconds. So so a reel, if you're gonna do it as a story, you gotta drill it down to the most basic, like the, like just the essence of the story. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. This is this is amazing because I'm hearing just so many things that I can take and our audience can take. This aligns with our audience. And I'm totally going to do a reel about this. <laughs> and I just, can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get really expressive. And emo- no, um, but I do find just hearing you speak about, you know, the performance piece of it makes me stop and think about all the reels that I've watched. And sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, like if I have to see another person, you know, do the whole like arm swaying thing, it just, I know that that sounds crazy because I love when people put themselves out there, but I also am like, can we just be more real? Like you are you <laughs> sharing your story on your reel instead of, I don't know, like it's, it just gets so frustrating. So I am going to really try to be aware of what I'm doing and how I'm performing and sharing my stories. So this is, this is great. Do you have anything else you want to absolutely share with everyone and make sure that they leave knowing like, Hey, this is what you got to do. Okay, we'll do one fun thing okay. to finish up. Okay. Um, and everyone, you need to, everyone listening, like put your imagination hat on and do it along with us. Okay. So, so choose one conflict, Megan. Of all the conflicts you listed there, tell me one conflict that you're going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the divorce. Okay. Okay. So now let's break that down even further though. What, what is the conflict at the essence of divorce? Like, like what conflict brought you to that? <laughs> you're like whoa 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 <laughs> we don't need to that that's like a whole other podcast okay. performance so yeah <laughs> so so if we think about emotion the before and after emotion what is that before yeah. and after emotion um I would say being trapped yeah. and then okay. the after freedom I love it okay trapped and then freedom so mm-hmm. so um everyone listening like your, your conflict might be different, but the core emotions we're talking about is trapped and then freedom. Mm-hmm. So really quick, I want you to assume the posture and facial expression and everyone listening, let's play along. Assume the posture and facial expression of feeling trapped. Oh, oh maybe that's it right there, Megan. <laughs> You're, you went into a thinking space, I'm guessing, right? Was that a thinking yeah. space? But that looked, that was it. Okay. Okay, now let's all assume the posture and facial expression of freedom. Yeah. Her hands are spread apart. She has a massive grin on her face. That's the face of empowerment. That's fantastic. That's a good exercise to do, even honestly, before you create a piece of content. Think about I, there's just so many, so many tidbits in this episode that people are gonna stop and think. I need to reach out to you. So Jillian, where, where do, where do you want to send people? Like we want to send people to you for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my website is jillianyani.com, but if you want a fancy free guide that takes you through the core seven stories, you can go to jillianyani.com slash guidebook. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you that link, Megan. So you can we'll put it in the show notes and, you know, I absolutely love having you on the show. I'd love to have you again. Cause I think this is a powerful piece of everyone is telling stories in their content. And I think the old way of thinking was to, a huge story, like where you had to give a talk on a stage. 
but really everyone has a beautiful opportunity to, to do this using social media. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and I can't wait to, to head to the website. I'm going to go and get that free guide. Oh, I hope you love it. Yeah. It'll take you through all the core seven stories. Thank you, Megan. This is